0: Welcome to Be Our Football Ranks, where we are honoured to be joined by two double world champions in the studio right now. Ashton Harris and Ali Krieger of the USWNT and Orlando Pride. Welcome to the rank squad. It is a
1: genuine honour.
2: Thank, oh, thank you, you, guys. you so much for the invite. Yeah, we're thanks so for having, having us. You. We are pumped to be here. And
1: we're super excited yes. to have you. <laughs> Bringing the energy. In the, yeah, in the presence of genuine legends, <laughs> we are genuinely honoured. Even even over in, in London, in the UK, the the things that you guys you have achieved has sent ripples across the ocean. Seriously, we awesome. we we watched the Women's World Cup. We watched you beat our team.
3: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I knew that was—I that was going to get, yeah,
0: but going to get
2: sticky. Sorry. But we
1: still respect the hell out of you. Thank,
2: Thank you. you. so We much. appreciate so that.
1: It was
0: a cracking game that one to begin with, right? So.
2: I feel like all of them were nail biters. I mean, England is
4: they've done so well, and of course, with um, the new coach with Phil Neville being Phil's, there, the, he's the shit. Yeah, he's I'm awesome. Am I allowed to we say that.
2: that? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah really like, Can yeah. you feel
1: the difference between uh, like the English national team of, of four years ago and, and, and absolutely,
4: now? absolutely? Major. I feel like from the outside looking in, just the team chemistry and the camaraderie, I th- I think that translates right onto the field for them, yeah. and they just work so hard for each other and they've improved so much. I think so, it's probably
0: that's a you know, and, vindication I suppose of you guys because if yeah. they've got so much better and, and you step up again and yeah. you just keep yeah. stepping up and, and it's just so incredible.
2: growing so much and yeah. they're you know they're investing so much in their women's league so it's really you're seeing a Great notable see. difference.
0: We were going to ask you about this because you know it's such a you know the leagues are growing and that's is that having such an impact Massively. on how those kind of how these teams are, are progressing in the World Cup and obviously it was tighter yeah. this time around yeah. you Way. stepped up again and, and that's incredible but you can feel the mm-hmm. difference right?
2: Well Well when you think of like this, we played against Spain. Spain was like one of our hardest games, I think. Like they have grown. They're going to be a force moving forward. And that's just purely from the investment in their women's league.
5: Um, And the youth team just won
2: their... You know the U twenty yeah. World yeah, cup, yeah. I think. So they're going to be yeah. firing. Real Madrid on just Austin. picked up a team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Real Madrid How just picked up a that? team. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep Jenny and firing,
0: and, know. and yeah, things exactly. go right. Yeah. And
2: you look at exactly. look at Italy. Italy did so well, you know, in the tournament, and they've really mm-hmm. invested in their women's league. And Juventus has come in mm-hmm. on the women's side, and yeah. they're trying to grow their league, and it's paying off on the international level because their players are just. In.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to talk about her ranking. This is of course the <laughs> official rank. This is the
1: official Before we get into the ranking, just be, like we're going to ask you to uh, to talk about the three uh, US national team teammates mm-hmm. that you are now looking forward to playing against in the set over the second half of the season. Uh-huh. But just before we get into number 3, um is it weird? Cuz like of, <laughs> you talk about chemistry and camaraderie. Yeah. You you epitomize that. Your team, your dressing room, epitomizes those words in, in in the in the game of football. So to go from comrades then to and this must be crazy. Yeah,
4: it is wild. I mean, because we we obviously respect each other so much on our on our team and all of our teammates. But um, yeah, you want to obviously win every single game you play. So you know, training with them, with the U.S. national team, winning a World Cup with them, um, and some of them twice. Um, you know, it is tough to kind of you know switch that off. But we are so competitive. And we're so loyal to our club teams that, you know, we're kind of like, you know, bring it on. We're going to love it. We're going to. Yeah. We talk
2: talk so much shit on the road. You guys Um, would not believe like when Seattle beat Portland. When we were in we camp. Were in camp, yeah. Pino was talking trash. Everyone was laughing. Allie Long was talking crap. Then it's like Orlando yeah. got one of like we a like massive our win. We won first game. And like, we're talking crap uh, yeah, to New Carly, Jersey. Yeah, Everyone's like, laughing. So yeah, yeah, we love it. We love it. Is yeah. it.
0: On the pitch, do you give it even more? Like, this is something that's always intriguing me. Like if someone you know, because, you know, you play people at whatever level yeah. and you see someone, yeah. you're like, I'm going to give it so much. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. give them a little bit it more? Gets you know pretty,
2: uh, it gets pretty chippy sometimes yeah. and our coach has to come in and Like, okay, you guys, like, we have a game tomorrow. Like, relax with the tackles and the trash talking. But I think it's all like fun. For us. I mean,
4: we, we keep the 90 it minutes like we're not friends, yeah, and then yeah. you know, we're, yeah. we're friends right after the game. So, so.
1: so, give us the three, go one by one, just give us a little bit on each. Do you one, want like.
2: me to start? I'll yeah, start. start, okay, yeah, go for it. So, I'm gonna I have to go with the attackers. Like, I want to go against like Kristen Press, she just mm-hmm. took someone's soul last weekend, <laughs> so you just, you just, you you just that, see their soul banished. <laughs> so, I, I want to go against Kristen Press, yeah, Tobin Heath. And Megan Rapinoe, those okay. are my gonna say Megan fire Rapinoe, powers yeah. up top that I love going against mm-hmm. because they're incredible. I guess it helps
1: raise like you raise your level against oh, the top, massive. right? Yeah, so um, when you're playing against and they're three players so good. Of that caliber, they're right? so good. But it's you know them, sick. you know their their strengths and their weaknesses, right? Because yeah, you, you spend time with them. So like, well, I'm, that gives
2: me no advantage with those <laughs> players. So no, right? <laughs> I don't
4: know if that's a good thing. I mean, I'm like. Oof. I mean, I'm I'm so grateful. I train against them every day and in practice with the national team, so it makes me better. But yeah, Yeah. they make me look silly some days. Um, They're just that good. They're world class. But I always like the battle between me and Alyssa because we played together at Penn State. So I like that little college battle there that we have going on Um,
2: when she plays for Chicago for the goalkeeper.
4: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, I want to play against Pino because we always play against each other during club because she plays on the left, and Mm. um, that's always enjoyable and. I don't know. Maybe I should pick a midfielder. It's hard to choose. There's so yeah. many great players. I know. Was that when you have, maybe like when you have this Durant. much caliber, yeah, like, and yeah. this yeah. much depth? Crystal yeah.
2: Dunn. Yeah, she's, Crystal. She kills I love it, I it in the league. The we laugh half the time. View. She, she kills it in she the league that. too. But I but mean,
1: you want to play like, against?
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay. Bring
4: it, North Carolina. We always want to beat North Carolina because they're always so good. You know. So yeah, maybe Crystal.
0: We can't let you go without talking about that title procession. That period of time between the World Cup and the seventy-eight. I don't know how many hours it was. How many hours was it that things didn't stop?
2: It hasn't stopped yet. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly.
4: I know. I (laughs) I I I see another glass of champagne. I'm gonna
2: I know. We got home and we're like, let's go to brunch and we're like, let's keep this party going. (laughs) We get a glass of champagne and I'm like, I can't even smell I can't drink another smell it. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. It's like we dried out. I think four cities, mostly after the game. Champagne after the game in the locker
4: room. Yeah, yeah, that we saw, like some, saw some great videos. Celebration, yeah.
1: That yeah. We saw you know, Julia yeah. dabbing in the background.
4: Oh, and things my, like that. God. oh my god! That's,
1: so that's I mean, one of the moments well, for me that
2: I Everyone, out. you're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean incredible like, documentation. Like, you've, you've got welcome. a future. You know, when, when 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 your time in the game comes as a documenter. I'm going to
2: hold you to that. Did you hear that? that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you hear that? We're just going
1: to send you places and I get you to video reactions from things. I'm going to get right
2: in that locker room. I'm going to make the heat. Like I'm going to make it happen. So can you give
1: us like some some other moments that stick out for you in that in that span? Those days are after that are hilarious or brilliant or crazy things that you can share with us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly had it's hard because I still don't feel like we had enough time to like sit back and reflect and that's what I'm looking forward to so much of the the victory tour. Um mm-hmm. this is our time to like have fun Mm. like that is the best part about the victory tour yeah it's serious and you know yeah we're celebrating with the fans but for us uh, we fly in one training and we play and that's like not like us and camps are usually two weeks plus Um, but we'll be going to dinners and celebrating and having fun and um, that's I think when we're going to be able to sit back and Mm -hmm. be like holy shit did you just like we just accomplished something so incredible kind of reflect yeah Yeah. really reflect together because like now we're kind of all on our own and we're getting thrown back into clubs. so like we haven't really had a time a second to just feel the impact that we you know have made in the movement so i think once we get together and we can like debrief and like have some drinks and like be like damn this has been an incredible ride when does that time come (laughs) <laughs> oh, next week, yeah, we, fly next week we, it? Fly we fly in. We fly August yeah, Day, but, um, to the Rose Bowl. So we for have me, game. I think it was
4: the parade yeah. that really inspired me because you see all these amazing fans that you don't really get to uh, see when you're you know in your little bubble over at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I feel like we heard that you know there were watch parties and you know you you hear about our our you know fans from mm-hmm. home or supporters like really um, watching us and and just you know so happy for us and all these videos and things, but. Really, when you're on those floats, you're riding through the city, and you just see thousands and thousands of fans, yeah, um, just screaming your name and just yeah. so excited. And that support like motivates us and wants us to continue to fight for what we are fighting for, and yeah. and just play quality football. That you know how how we're playing right now. It's it's really unbelievable that yeah. feeling. That's
1: inspiration inspirational for you and yeah. They are inspirational to, yeah, exactly. It goes both ways, isn't yeah. yeah. it? It's, it's you really see the awesome.
4: passion that we both share for the love of the game. And I think that's really incredible. Yeah.
0: Going back to club football this week, you know, the weekend just gone, uh-huh. how special were those kind of games we saw? You know, we were down in Chicago last week. We yeah. saw the enthusiasm for the yeah. Red Stars that was mm-hmm. absolutely flying about. And that game looked so, so fun. And yeah. everyone seemed to have such good time. You had a record attendance as well yourselves. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. how how incredible are those moments to be like, this is. You know kicking on and and really starting to mm-hmm. you know, ingratiate that within itself
2: yeah because we want to share these moments with our supporters and we want to create like such an incredible culture that like people want to be a part of and I just felt like it was so electrifying in our mm. like stadium and for the first time like I could hear people all game and it was like the coolest feeling because usually people are just kind of sitting and watching it's pretty quiet And we're not really used to that, and I just remember, like, reflecting that night, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I have to thank thank the fans because there's people don't realize that when there's big crowds like that and you create a hostile, like, environment, it's really empowering for the people out on the field to, like, I'm tired, this Mm -hmm. is so crazy, but, like, you hear the people behind you and you're like, let's go, let's dig deep, you know? It's, like, such a different atmosphere when— we walked out
4: and there was like the the stadium was full and you know that's just something that you're so proud of just um to be a footballer and walking out into a stadium that's full of a bunch of screaming fans Mm -hmm. and supporters and you see the second tier um full on one of the sides and that has never happened since i've been there and i was just so happy to see that and we could barely hear each other on the field like i you know you're talking to your your teammate next to you, and like they can't hear you, and that's a, sign, them, right? you know? yeah. that's a good sign. You um, know, that's a good sign. You know, so it's growing, it's getting better. We just hope to keep this hype
0: yeah. going, keep the momentum building. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's it. So you know, you've seen these people, you've inspired a generation in many regards, and now the the, the trick is to keep that building mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and I suppose. Part of that is just continuing to keep the levels so high, and right. it must be uh, not easy. But you've just won the pinnacle of the game; yeah, you've yeah. reached the, the very top of what everyone considers to be the pinnacle. To mm-hmm. come back to club football and be like, I need to keep going, but that's a that's a reason in <laughs> yeah. itself, right? To yeah. to keep those performances high, mm-hmm. yeah. and so is that sort of playing in your mind at the same time? As you're like, we need to keep these levels up because it's going to keep people at it and keep the momentum going.
2: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you can look at it in two different like. Views That, absolutely, it's always a priority. I think for us right now, it's like, listen, we've showed up. We delivered again and again and again and again. Like, it's time to start investing in the women and the women's game. Uh, there's massive crowds all the time in Portland and in a lot of, like, big cities. And we got to keep that momentum moving forward. But we also need funding. Like, Money is also what's going to get people in the seats. And it's going to, you know, get better players here. It's going to keep our really good players here. Um, But right now we're just like so tied down by like very low salary caps and minimums. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to keep a high level if you're not willing to pay pay players a lot of money, Absolutely, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like we need people, you know, Budweiser just came in and they're investing and Secrets investing and all these great companies like Mm -hmm. keep investing in, in women. Like we can't have this stuff die out because of lack of funding and lack of exposure and all that stuff. You have the best, like in Orlando, we literally have the best athletes in the world in your backyard. You should show up.
0: Yeah, of course. You know, Absolutely. you've got
2: Marta, mm-hmm. Alex Morgan, Sydney LaRue. Like, come on, people! Yeah, like, yeah. this is crazy.
0: Just reeling off them. Yeah, p- right. You're like, oh, like, we just happen to yeah. have, and that
1: is incredible. Just yeah. To yeah. It Krieger, it. Krieger I serious mean. teammates. Here. Exactly. Just <laughs> one one story for you, basically, to wrap up, which I hope will make you smile. Mm-hmm. Last week on this podcast. We spoke to Mike McGee, who used to play for LA Galaxy. And he told us that he had been trying all of his daughter's life, I think she was seven now, seven, trying to get into soccer, trying to get her into soccer, trying Mm -hmm. to get a kick. He just couldn't do it. He he introduced her to David Beckham, didn't care. Robbie Keane, not interested. Because of you guys... He caught her kicking a ball up against the wall for the no, first time in his life. No And way. he like...
0: And they went down to the Red Stars, the, the whole video of them going down to the Red Stars for the first time. And yeah, oh, that was just like,
1: incredible. We this weekend. It. They were on the pitch together. It's so and incredible. And she, she finally caught the fever and Mike was like, you know, David Beckham, couldn't right. couldn't get her to that do it That is
2: amazing. <laughs> I girls,
1: love that story. That's so amazing. Yeah, wow. we'll have
4: to look up that video. It's yeah,
1: it's, 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 it's on his straight on his Twitter account because yeah. it got picked up by a few news stories oh, as well. So he filmed that's... it out the window. He was just gushing.
4: That's I so I love cool. to hear that. That's so cool. We'll see well, that's, that's... that's I don't know. That's why we get the drive every day yeah. to want to wake up and to go out and train. And like you said, you know, what does it take to you know come back to club? And do you have that same mentality and that same? Yeah, you just you love what you do and you have so much passion for it. And I think it's just so enjoyable whether the money's there or not we yeah. love the game so much and we love to compete at a high level and i think yeah. that's what you know helps inspire these younger totally. athletes
2: and well. i think it's just creating a culture where you're willing to die on the badge you know mm-hmm. like you guys know in england yeah. like you live breathe eat sleep your teams like yeah, yeah. your club teams like that's just a way of life there's there's no, nothing else and mm-hmm. Like, that's what we want to build, you know, in Orlando. is I, I told my coach the other day, I'm like, I want you to freaking bury me on this pitch. Like, yeah. this is my club. This is my home. Like, this is, I'd do anything for mm-hmm. this badge. And it's like, how do you get that for every single person and right. all their different clubs and create that type of culture? And the supporters. Yeah. yeah. I
0: said, there's nothing more special yeah. than yeah. following a club and feeling genuinely part of yeah. it. And I think that's exactly it. Exactly. You, you know, You find people that can... You know, really, really mm-hmm. buy into those mentalities, right. and yeah, it will absolutely. come. And that's mm-hmm. it. And, and it feels like there's a real movement happening. Yeah, and, and that's, it's yeah. so
2: much fun. Like everyone shows up to games, and they're like, "This is so much fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. isn't this great? Yeah, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. we love it. Yeah, We're yeah, gotta, we got
2: to do more of this. And yeah. I'm like, Yeah, the atmospheres. It shouldn't be a one-off thing. Like, this, you got to live and breathe yeah. and sleep by this badge. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's an honor. So yeah. I'm hoping like the fans feel the same way I do about. Orlando, you know, and that's the culture we're trying to create in our backyard.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. It's been a genuine honor, yeah, a pleasure. pleasure, Thank uh, you, and, uh, thank you, guys, and a really yeah. lovely conversation. So, thank you and congratulations. Yeah. Thank again. you, thank
2: you. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Yeah, we're we're buzzing right now. Yeah, we'll have you should, to. Still. should yeah. be. Totally, deserve yeah.
0: every minute of that bus Maybe
4: yeah. we'll come visit you guys in England. We'd very yes. much enjoy <laughs> that. That's an <laughs> open count, invite. Count yeah. us in. Yeah.
0: Welcome back to BR Football Ranks. Thank you so much to Ashton and Ali for their time in that interview. My name is Jack Collins and I'm joined
1: in the studio
0: by Mr. Sam Tai in New York City. Sam, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to miss this studio, man. This is our last chance to record here and uh, it's real nice. I I could use this space every single day. I love it.
0: I could get very much used to this. You'll have been able to see it if you're watching this on video. If you are watching on video or if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, please do. Do make sure that you're subscribed. We are growing. We are gaining new listeners and it's brilliant. But we are trying to lock in new people. And if you've enjoyed that interview and you enjoy the rest of this podcast, please make sure you go and hit that subscribe button on either Spotify or iTunes. You can give us ratings and reviews while we're at it. We'd like to stay on that five star, so if you want to give us the top marks, that would be very Mm. much appreciated. Right, we're going to try a new section, aren't we, Sam? This is called Undiscovered, and it's a Dean Jones special, despite the fact that he is actually not in the building with us. Sam, you want to give it a little explanation?
1: Yeah, Dean's the brains, but I'm the execution, aren't I? Uh, Undiscovered, I'm going to talk about two talents that we have discovered, for want of a better word, I guess. Um... Over the course of pre-season, we've been to a lot of games. Uh, by the time some of you listen to this, we would have been to Real Madrid-Atletico Madrid, which is on Friday night. And that will take our tally up to six? Five, five,
0: five football games. Five football games. Baseball game. We've played in two football games. Yeah. It's been a lot of sport.
1: Yeah, so we've seen a fair bit. So a couple of, a couple of talents here that you may not be aware of. And uh, for one of them, I certainly wasn't. But let's shed some light on them because they've impressed me in pre season. We'll start with Ricardo Sotil of Fiorentina. Now, he only has two Fiorentina appearances to his name, which is why you probably don't know who he is. Spent the back end of last season on loan at Pescara, but he's now come in and under Vincenzo Montella, he's been given a really good look. He's played some serious minutes and in Chicago against Chivas. He basically just danced around the defence over and over. He moved the ball very well. He moved into space very well. He just looked very fluid. And as you pointed out to me earlier, Jack, like he just he's rapid as well. He's very he quick. He's absolutely rapid. He's very neat on the ball. Yeah, he scored a really nice goal in Chicago. And then he played pretty well, I thought, against Benfica in New York as well. Uh, and I'm actually putting him into my... Category, despite the fact that he broke my sunglasses.
0: So I was going to ask, it's not all been sun and games, right?
1: Sun and games. No, it has. Well, it's more sunny for me now because I can't see a bloody thing. Um, We did some filming with Fiorentina at the New York Red Bull practice facilities, and while we were waiting to get rolling and getting the players over, Sotil and I were doing keepy uppies uh, along with Jack as well and someone else who was filming with us. Uh, He hit a fairly hard strike into my chest, which I controlled perfectly by the way brought it down you didn't. like a boss i clearly Your sonny's did, did. <laughs> yeah okay that might be the problem my sunglasses controlled the ball and they cracked so ricardo i know you're listening you owe me but you're also still very good and deserve to be here. And I am not biased, OK? I'm not going to let a personal vengeance get in the way of respecting some talent.
0: He was very, very good, and I expect to see more of him this season. I think, I think so. we will do.
1: Absolutely, I think so. And then the second one is going to be Florentino Luis, um, More well-known because he did play... To, well, in the Benfica first team at the back end of last season but still many of you I think he had nine appearances in, in, that, in the league so you're not going to get to see that much of him but he stood out at the Red Bull Arena he's a bit of a tackle monster a bit of an interception monster someone who you can rely on to sweep up in midfield Benfica pressed pretty high They had Fiorentina all over the place in those 15-20 minutes. And you need a guy who's very athletic and very snappy and reads the game well, anticipates well, to basically pick up all of those second balls and third balls that fall to you so that you can continue to keep that pressure and pen the opposition in. And he looked good. He did look good. He He snaps
0: into tackles really hard. I think it's interesting you talk about Benfica. The way they play that sort of 4-2-2-2 system with the wing-backs flying around the two inside forwards who cut in in, in Rafa and Pity, it does mean that there's a lot of impetus on the midfield too to get in and help their centre-halves, who would be otherwise left hopelessly exposed on the counter and Florentino does that very, very well. He just snaps into tackles, he wins the ball back, and he covers so much ground.
1: Yeah, he does, absolutely. I mean, they, they end up with a lot of bodies in the middle, Benfica, because because the wingers push into those half spaces, and you end up with the two centre-backs, and just in front of them, the two defensive midfielders, and then just in front of them, the two attacking midfielders, and then you've still got the two strikers. It's like four columns of two, as you say, and they've just blocked out that middle zone. They dominate. And when you've got a player like Luis who covers that much ground, and is that a and is that good at winning the ball back? You get stuck for ages. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fiorentina didn't really kick the ball properly for the first twenty minutes of that game. And like, obviously, it's a team effort, the team press. But he was the one that really stood out to me. And he is also—he's a very young player, but I think he's going to go far.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you know it's one of those things that defensive midfielders are so coveted, especially in when the modern game allows your fullbacks to overlap and get forward. He's the man that actually allows the two Benfica wingbacks to, to really do kick on and we saw last year with Grimaldo how offensively excellent he is at mm. times and that's partly because they allow him to do that via players like Florentino and we'll see I think he'll be very much a starter this season
1: yeah I hope so and look him being there means that the fullbacks can flourish and and, and everybody else so you've got Grimaldo still there on the left and we saw Tavares play on the he right he was very good uh, he was also excellent as well I think he might actually be more of a left back by trade but was just playing out there because he had to Um, it just gives them a platform to kind of do what they want and not really worry too much about the defensive aspect. Exactly. Right, well, that's
0: all for the first ever episode of Undiscovered. (laughs) Thank you, Dean Jones, for the idea. Thank you, Sam Tite, for the execution, a team effort from the squad, as ever. Another team effort from the squad coming up now. We're going to go into some Hashtag Yank Squad. This was recorded at Notre Dame Stadium before Liverpool versus Dortmund. We asked a selection of people outside the ground and in the stands for their name, why they supported the club they did, and then they did a lucky dip for us on a variety of questions We got some interesting results
1: Okay, so walking through the tailgate We've just come across a couple One is in a Liverpool shirt One is in a Dortmund shirt (laughs) This is kind of weird We'll just introduce them now Hello, I'm Adam Flint And how long have you supported Liverpool? Uh, About five years And why do you support them? Mainly the uh, the history they have of success in Europe and uh, the uh, Jurgen Klopp's quest to uh, regain that glory.
5: Um, I'm Chelsea, so Chelsea Plummer Nice to meet you.
1: <laughs> and how long have you supported Dortmund?
5: Um, a couple years, yeah. Um, so I just got into kind of the European football, like uh, just in general, a few years back, um, a little bit before World Cup. And um, I started liking Dortmund because I... I kind of like a little bit of an underdog story. I'm not a huge Bayern fan. And they're. I I love Margaret Royce. So.
1: So it's today going to be quite difficult for you guys, pulling for different sides. Are you sat together as well?
5: Yeah, yes. we are.
1: What happens if one team gets absolutely thrashed?
6: I mean, it is a friendly, so, you know, the result doesn't matter
7: too much, you know. But? <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's some bragging rights. I think, I,
5: think we'll be, um, I think we'll be having a good enough time that it will be um, good overall. It's great to be watching some of the European soccer in the U.S.,
1: if you could be best friends with one footballer, who would it be and why?
5: Hyung-min-sun, <laughs>
1: 100%. Why son?
5: Because he's awesome! He's so cute! And he always does this with his little heart symbol and like he has like the best advertisements in Korea of all time.
1: <laughs> that was the heart symbol. He is cute, isn't he, to be fair? <laughs> I'd have to go with Messi. I mean, why he's, is that? He's, he's the best, right? I mean, he's... Just want to hang out with him on a daily basis? He, he, hang out with the best, yeah, why not? Pra- practice <laughs> with him in the garden? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> T- teach me some of that magic that he does because I, I have no idea how he does some of the things he does with the football. I don't think it's teachable. Uh, we, we see we see videos of him with his dog in the garden. The, go- the dog can't get anywhere near the ball. <laughs> he has no chance. Yeah, the dog has no chance. No, most <laughs> defenders don't have any
8: chance. <laughs> I'm uh, Rad I'm a supporter of Liverpool. And I just think that their work ethic is great the fan base is great and how can you not
1: love Jurgen Klopp he's amazing so you're a relatively recent recruit to the Liverpool army or has it been uh, longer than that Uh,
8: it's kind of a tough story because I was back in Poland and uh, I was born in Poland and I I used to be a United fan and I was rocking a you know Beckham jersey and all that back in the day and uh, then I kind of lost touch with Basically English football. Then I came about, and I was like, everyone's like, "Who do you support?" And I was, and I was like, "I don't even know who do I support. Who do I support?" Wow! And you redesigned yourself.
1: I've redesigned myself. I
8: that, guess I, I, I guess I was never indoctrinated in the first place. So okay.
1: We call that crossing the divide, and
6: it's a risky, <laughs> risky move, my friend. He was far enough away from it that he's managed to get away from it. See, exactly. I, I, I didn't even cross it. I would say I got as far
8: away from the divide as possible. I, I, if there were, if you were to draw a line between United and Liverpool, I stepped away from that and kind of became a new person.
1: Yeah, you drew your own line. Okay, no worries. Line, yeah. A celebrity has to join your team, Liverpool, and play for them. Who are you picking? Any kind of music artist, actor. The only thing you can't have is an athlete from a different
8: sport. Okay. i go with either Antonio Banderas or Hugh Grant. <laughs> Sorry. Explain them one by one. Start with Antonio Banderas. Okay. First of all, Antonio Banderas, the guy's got a spirit, you know. Everyone loved him in Spy Kids One, Two, and Three. D. And he's from Spain. I mean, come on. How can you? You know, everyone grows up playing soccer in Spain. And Antonio Banderas was one of those kids. I bet you he was killing it in the streets. And just the reason he's an actor is because he was better acting than he was a soccer. Doesn't doesn't mean he was bad at soccer. That's all. Now Matthew McConaughey. No. Why is it Matthew? Who did I say? The second one? Hugh Grum. Hugh He's English. He's fit. <laughs> Terrible at football. He's <laughs> about 60 That's, years old. He's your name? Dean. Okay, well, first of all, let's talk, Okay, Hugh Grant would be bad at football, yes. But let's go back 10 years, 10, 15 years. I think he'd be alright. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, in his prime. In the, well, let's talk about in the prime. Hugh okay. Grant in his prime. Fam. Do you think he would add a touch of class
1: to the team as well? Is that fair?
8: Absolutely. I think the fans would just come out just to see, just to see him play, just just because the way he looks, the way he carries himself. I think that's about it. Okay, so Antonio Banderas and Hugh Grant. Where are they playing? Which positions? I think I would put Antonio Banderas at uh, center mid. I think he's kind of uh, kind of like a uh, Cesc Fabregas figure for me. Uh, you know, a little bit of a fine touch, sleek, not necessarily fast, Uh, able to nail a pass. And uh, Hugh Grant, I put him at uh, center back.
3: My name is Ethan Wallace. I've uh, supported Arsenal. Uh, When the World Cup was here in 94, I saw Dennis Bergkamp and was instantly in love with him. And then he signed for Arsenal. When I found that out, that was big news to me. So i just supported Arsenal ever since.
6: I love the fact you're here at Notre Dame. Liverpool v Borussia Dortmund. Wearing your new Arsenal shirt with pride. It's not new. It's a Puma. Yeah, I've mean got Yeah,
3: but I am. I figure people recognize me as a Dortmund fan, but then I prove them wrong and show them the real
6: team. So, would you give up one month's wages? For Arsenal to win the Premier League next season?
3: My month's wage? Heck yeah. Of course I would. Next season? Yeah, man. I'd give up my year's salary for that. <laughs> next year? That would be amazing. It'd be like Leicester winning. I mean, again. So, what chances uh, have Arsenal got of
1: winning the Premier League this season? Like, is this a real question? Zero.
3: <laughs> zero. <laughs> I mean, maybe if. I don't know. I would. No, I'm not. Yeah, what, what, what looking, would it What take? would it take? Take like Liverpool's bus crashing and City, a massive earthquake or something under that he had.
6: <laughs> such a cool answer. <laughs> and he might need to seal sign like. And Frank play.
3: Lampard, a Shark Tank. Chelsea, which I hope happens.
6: At least you've got nice kits for the new season.
3: Yeah, I love them. They're so much better, thank God. Yeah, thank goodness, Adidas. Thank you very much, Adidas. (laughs) I don't know if you guys are sponsored by Adidas, but you should be.
7: (laughs) We'll try for it now. It's good to have you guys in the States. Hi, my name is Josh, and I'm a supporter of Borussia Dortmund. What made you start supporting Dortmund? I lived in Germany for five years while I was in the Army, and because of that, I always had an affinity for the uh, national team. And after they won the World Cup in 2014, I decided to support a German team and Bayern was right out of the question. So I decided on the next best thing, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Sweet. Which team do you hate most in the world and why? FC Bayern Munich.
6: <laughs> Tell me what, what is it about Bayern that really winds you up?
7: The arrogance and the sense of entitlement and the fact that their US fans especially think that they have to meddle in our affairs to fix our club
6: tell me more about that What? give me an example
7: the only time I was ever recognized in a Borussia Dortmund uh, jersey when I lived in Manhattan, Kansas was when I went into a store and the proprietor of that store asked me point blank did you lose a bet and I asked him what are you talking about and he pulled out his cell phone and he showed me a picture of his wallpaper, which was Bayern Munich. The only time I was ever recognized in America for wearing a Borussia Dortmund jersey. Enough said.
6: My name is Jim. Uh, I've been a fan for Borussia Dortmund since uh, probably about 2013, when uh, they signed Marco Reus from Mönchengladbach. And uh, he's my favorite player. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Best player in Germany of all, uh, for years love it give me a number between one and five uh, seven one and five. one and five. Oh shoot sorry uh, <laughs> You're winding <me> up. yeah <laughs> one and ten well I've been drinking all day so <laughs> would you give up one month's wages for Borussia Dortmund to win the Champions League absolutely yeah I've got enough in my retirement account to cover what would that mean to you for Dortmund to do that oh it would be fantastic it would be a, a live stream I, I mean uh just to see it you know I, again uh I was uh, not a fan in 97 when they won. I just didn't follow it as closely, but that would be fantastic. Would you give up one month's wages for Bayern to never win the Champions League again? Absolutely, yeah, same reason, yeah.
1: Pick a number between 1 and 5, Jack. Uh seven
6: <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny
0: i've been drinking all day uh, that was yeah. a good answer in fairness it was a good epithet for the for the response
1: yeah no fair play the justification's clear but i lost it i absolutely lost it, it was that. very amusing well we are coming to the
0: end of our u.s trip it's been phenomenal we've had a lot of fun in chicago and new york and i suppose in Indiana and New Jersey, where we've spent some time. Four states covered. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. We've met some incredible people. But, Sam, there are some things that are bugging you about America, aren't there? And I know that this week's nonsense touches on those things.
1: Yeah, I've absolutely loved America. Um, no surprise. As you say, the people have been great. The places have been great. Four states covered. That's awesome. But, yeah, on my travels, I did come across a few things that I was concerned about or didn't really understand. So this week's nonsense is going to be three things I just didn't get about America. And at number three is the fact that you can turn right on a red light.
0: This is reasonable. From you, that you don't oh, understand say, it. What? Yeah, no, no, not reasonable that you can do this. I've nearly been run over three times. Yeah, this, so...
1: is, this is... I don't understand this. This is ridiculous. You know what a red light means, right? Stop. It's like universal. Don't go. Stop. You don't give it two meanings, yeah. So that's that's where the confusion starts getting in. And vehicles are very dangerous, right? And when people are confused and driving vehicles, accidents happen. So somebody explained to me why you can do this, and they don't tend to allow it in the inner city because that's where it's dangerous. Although to be fair, that's well, that's, that's where it, we've. I mean, been. it still happens, and Jackson's only been run over three times. Um, but I do understand it a bit better in the suburbs. If you're entering merging traffic, you can just turn right and you can you can get onto the main road. But you need to change the. You can't have it as a red light. You can't say you can turn right on a red light. You should just make it an amber light or make a fourth coloured light. I don't care. The red light has to be stop, stop because that's what safety is about. You can't give it dual meanings and you can't put people's lives. in The only venture. other
0: thing that red light can mean is doors are secured. That's very true. That's the only other thing that red lights are allowed for.
1: That's very true. As far as I'm concerned. But that's it, yeah. So that's number three for sure. I'm glad you agree with me. Number two is the noise that fire engines make. Right. This is absolutely ungodly. I do not understand why anybody, anybody would want to come up with this noise and then go, yeah, let's put this on our giant fire trucks. Listen to this. That bit's okay. Ready for it? I I just don't I don't know. I don't know man. I, I hear that. I hear that every night, every day, through my hotel window, when I'm walking around on the streets, it is so loud, it's like a million cats screaming at once.
0: It's like an air raid siren. Yes. But air raid sirens for when things like genuinely got to like the worst that they could get.
1: Get underground, we're about to be bombed. That's like that's what that noise says to me. Not there's a yet another fire. There's like, a cat I, up a tree. I hear that like 10 times a day it's probably scarred me for life it's it's
0: genuinely terrifying the first time i heard it i was like oh my god (laughs) oh my god
1: what does this mean like what does it and it just means oh fire engine (laughs) <laughs> and so, you hear it like you hear. I mean, look, fires are serious, but like you hear it like 10 times a day. It's just it's horrendous. Look, if you're going to hear it that often, it needs to be a more reasonable noise. I'm not saying lower the volume because obviously you need to hear it. You need it. to be able to
0: get through. I get just, we have sirens. We're not, you know, we've not come across here from from t- a civilization where there isn't police and fire and ambulance sirens. That is reasonable, yeah. and they make enough noise to get people out of the way. But that is genuinely end of the earth kind of yeah, noises. It's proper
1: blood curdling, isn't it? It's disgusting. But we'll go on to number one. Um, and the number one thing I just didn't get in America was the toilets. <laughs> Sam
0: has been complaining about this since the moment we stepped off the aeroplane at Chicago O'Hare.
1: I just oh, We just didn't see eye to eye me in the toilets, did we, at no stage? Um, and this has been the case in four different states. So I would say it's a fair case study. It's, it's a not universal just, thing. It's not just like one state has bad toilets. Basically, I struggled to figure out how to flush about 50% of them. Um, so they're very different to what we have in the in England because basically we just have a little handle that we push down and it's on top of the basin at the top standardized standard so there is no Basin, more or less, um, in, in toilets here. They've just got like a complex network of silvery pipes, and I spent most of my time here, probably fifty percent of my time actually, looking for like the lever or the sensor or something to help flush the toilet. It's like looking into the matrix. It's like a riddle that I have to solve every time. And there were some that I, there was there was no lever. There was nothing I could do about it. And someone just stood there, and I'm like, well, how do I flush this? I'm I enjoyed the ones away. where you
0: walked into the toilet and it started flushing. Well, that There's...
1: happens to me every time, and I'm like, I don't understand. So those are automatic, but I didn't So when Dean about four days in when I mentioned it to him, he's like, oh, you know, some of them are automatic. So if you've been just basically step away and it will flush. But if you don't know they're they're, they're automatic, you're not just going to leave it there right so you're stood there like well what do i do i can't just leave it there
0: you're genuinely traumatized about this at points i think
1: (laughs) what am i yeah what am i supposed to do so you stand there looking for like a lever for like two three minutes and then you just give up and and walk off and just feel guilty but actually it's the moment you walk off it it flushes but you don't know that (laughs) you don't know that so look
0: what... Look, it's been a real struggle. We've had Sam in cold sweats. We've had Sam walking in bars, <laughs> being like, lads, we need to leave. We've had all sorts yeah, from, yeah. from start to finish. Sam versus the toilets in America. Feature film coming soon. It's going to be all over the place. But I you've just, had a good time, I'm right? annoyed
1: with Dean because I think he knew I was struggling from day one and he waited like a good four days to be like by the way they're automatic just step away and I it would have been hard for
0: him not to know considering how much you were complaining about it thanks
1: very much mate um yeah dean pro with american toilets me absolute novice absolutely right before we you know that's the bad things is
0: there something that stands out for your trip do you want to you want to talk about as a final kind of plea for today's episode
1: oh that is a genuine on-the-spot question i really enjoyed um as a as a a sole day i think I mean, the, the day that we're recording today, we we've met Jal Felix, um, for and we've filmed some social content with him for BR Football. Um, it's not going to be podcast content, so apologies for that. But Jack and I, as you know, have been eulogising over Jal Felix for like six, seven months, and uh, today we both got a picture with him. We met him. I interviewed him for about ten minutes, and it was.
0: I gave him numerous hugs.
1: Yeah, we gave him some hugs. You know, he's going to be cool. He's going to be fine. But like, it was a genuine like career highlight. For sure, I don't really think I've lovely. ever. I don't think I've, I've I've interviewed anybody as prestigious as that in my own mind. Anyway, second most expensive teenager in the world, 126 million euros. He's just swanning around, giving me and Jack hugs. Um, Got a fist
0: bump. Hopefully and, tomorrow night he recognises us down at the old Atletico. Yeah, game. maybe.
1: And also my favourite game. I mean, this is speaking before we go to the Madrid derby, which could well top it all. Liverpool Dortmund was a hell of an experience. Notre Dame is amazing. The stadium is amazing. The weather was uh, scorching, but like I, I, enjoyed it. I know Jack struggled a bit more. The heat uh, but that the was that was friends. a really cool experience. We were pitch side or field side, um, and we spoke to some spoke to some fans of the podcast. It was it was pretty awesome. I had a really good time. Met Jadon Sancho. Met oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty mad. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. you forgot about <laughs> that. I forgot about that bit. We also met Jadon Sancho. Uh, what about you?
0: yeah I was going to say Liverpool Dortmund I think the whole experience that stadium is just absolutely incredible and and the whole town really around it the whole of South Bend was a really cool place obviously we spent a couple of days down there in, in terms of doing different things and then, you know, I just really enjoyed pretty much all of this, to be honest. We've had such a good time. I've loved doing two pods a week. Mm. I think that's been a massive thing. We've met some incredible people. We've met some incredible guests. That interview that topped this entire podcast off with Ali and Ashlyn was one of the most like humbling and, and genuinely yeah. like wonderful experiences I've ever been part of. And they were so, so down to earth and brilliant and, and just had so much time to chat and, and talk. They've been, they've been up since 4.30 doing yeah. interviews. And they came into us at 6pm and still had that much energy, that much to give. And I just think it's such a, you know, they're such an inspiration for so many people and, and you can see why. So I think yeah. that that stands out as a highlight for me. But yeah, thank you to everyone that we've met. Thank you to everyone that's done things with us for the podcast. People that have just come up to us and had a chat. And it's been so nice to meet everyone and, and really has opened our eyes, I think, a little bit. Because yeah. you come across and, and things are a little bit different. So... You know, we we want to do more of this. I guess is this it segs quite nicely into a final plea, like last week in the extra episode. The way that we can do more of these trips, more of these extra episodes is if this podcast keeps growing. So please, please, please do keep telling any of your friends that you think might like the podcast. If you're watching for this on the internet, you're listening on the web, and you really want to hear more of this the way to do so is to get onto iTunes or get onto Spotify and make sure that you're hitting those numbers because we see our web numbers every week and they're brilliant, but it's the ones in the feed, the people that are locked in every single week that matter to us the very, very most. And they're the people that keep this podcast breathing and growing. So if you can get people to subscribe, get on your friends' phones, hit the subscribe button, all the whole thing, everything you can do. We really, really do appreciate it. So that's pretty much
1: it from us. I've got one last thing. Go on. Um, in, in, in the spirit of supporting us um, first of all if you see us at Real Madrid Atletico Madrid do not hesitate to say hello. Just yell. Just yell at, yell, yell at us. We had at Notre Dame, we had Rank Squad, Be Off At Ranks. I had Rank God where our names called. Jack's poems were praised. It was very, very cool. Again, don't hesitate to do that. If you want to come and have a chat with us, that's what we do for a living. That's yeah, what we love. love doing. We love talking football and we will talk to every single one of you. Uh, and secondly, if you are in the New York or New Jersey area this weekend, 12 p.m. till 2 p.m., Pier Five in Brooklyn. We are playing a pickup game uh, with Jimmy Conrad. So a two-hour window. Long-time friend of the pod. Yeah. Well, he was our very first guest yeah, back indeed, in January. He was, yeah. He's an absolute legend. We actually owe him a shirt. We do. Uh, we, we, we actually really need to give him one of those. But uh, if you are in the area. Come say hello and come and play a game of football with us. We'd absolutely love to, love to meet you and love to play with you. Have and some drinks
0: afterwards. It'll that, be a nice yeah, day out. We'll have a good a two, time.
1: That's a two-hour window to come and say hello as well and come and have a good time in the sunshine with, in an incredible setting.
0: Exactly. Well, this is very much it from the podcast on BR Football Ranks. We'll be on the BR Football Instagram story tomorrow night for Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. Like Sam says, do come and say hello. Do come and see us. Do come and shout us. Thank you so much as ever for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you, America, for taking us in and and being so wonderful. We've had a serious hell of a time. It's been absolutely fantastic. So for the last time for America, for this time, Rank Squad signing out.